Good Friday morning, I'm Jake Sherman, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchball News. It is Friday, November 11th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, the field is frozen by Pelosi. Number two, what SBF's crash will do to crypto on Capitol Hill. And number three, who burned the most money in 2022? Let's get into it now. There's an interesting video that we linked this morning in Punchbowl News from last night about 11 o'clock on CNN of John King explaining how the House could go Democratic. Now, um, I'm not predicting the House is going to go Democratic. Republicans clearly have the edge, but it is beginning to look more and more like Republicans will have something like 220 to 220 two seats. Now, the the leadership was hoping 224 to 228, even 230. That seems to be 230s off the table, like 1,000%. But uh, 222, I mean, Lord have mercy. Uh, I would really suggest going to the newsletter this morning and checking out that video. So here's what I would say about where we stand. Um, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, The top House Republican is grinding, grinding, grinding to become the speaker. Um, Now, we're going to get into this more in the days and weeks to come. Um, We're going to focus on Nancy Pelosi this morning, but we're going to get to McCarthy once we have more reporting and feel more confident in what we're going to say. But here's what we could say now. McCarthy's path to to the speakership is treacherous, treacherous. If they're at 222 and he could only lose four votes, that is very, very difficult. Now, there are ways for him to mess with this, meaning he could ask people to not vote instead of voting no. I mean, there are ways he could kind of work the system. But um, there are real concerns in the leadership, around the leadership, in the rank and file, about whether McCarthy could get there at all. I mean, McCarthy's allies and aides say he brought Republicans to the majority and he'll be the one who leads them in it. (laughs) Hardline conservatives, the Freedom Caucus, some other adjacent folks are, let's put it this way, are not really interested in who brought them to the majority not interested in much else besides making McCarthy's life a nightmare. Um, That's always the way it's been. I mean, this is a seven-year-old story for us uh, that we've been covering. The story's not about us, but we've been covering it for seven years. Um, So, again, we're going to leave it at that, and we're going to go to Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, who has been in Egypt the last couple days, um, has frozen the House Democratic Caucus. The she is still she has not shown any indication about uh, that what she plans to do um, in uh, after the election after in the next Congress at all. So a lot of people are making phone calls in the leadership with no hard asks. Um, there are people who have been pushing Pelosi to stay. Um, whipping her, urging her to stay, but she's not given any 
any um, indication at all about whether she will stay. Now, in the meantime, the next three, as we call them, that is Hakeem Jeffries, Catherine Clark, and Pete Aguilar, have been quietly making calls to members to congratulate them on their races and to talk to them about what they're hearing. Um, but they're, they have no hard ask. Um, Pelosi remembers she did indicate that she believed in term limits or not term limits. She never indicated that she believed that she she said that this would that the last term would be her last as speaker. Um, but, you know, she's kind of backed off that kind of not backed off it. I would say this. There are nine. There are 19 days until the House Democratic leadership elections. We will know in the next 19 days whether Pelosi is going to stay, go or do something else if there is anything else. Um, one other point to make here, um, the the runoff in Georgia, which will be December 6th, is going to really complicate the lame duck. Remember, government funding runs out December 16th. That leaves just 10 days for uh, Congress to come up with a funding deal after they realize what the um, after they recognize what the uh, result is in Georgia. Now, they're not going to want to do it. They're not going to want to cut a deal until they know what's going to happen in Georgia because they're going to want to know the power dynamics for next Congress. Um, if Repu- I mean, goodness, imagine this. If Republicans have a um, three seat majority in the House and a majority in the Senate, <laughs> I, 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 it's just, it's going to be an unbelievable Congress to cover. Absolutely stunning. Number two story of the day, crypto's outlook on Capitol Hill darkens after the SBF crash. I mean, I've been obsessed with Sam Bankman-Fried for a couple reasons. Number one, he's, he gave 30, $40 million mostly to Democrats in this last election cycle. His partner, his co-CEO, um, Ryan Salame, I think his name is, I probably pronounced that wrong, uh, also gave to Republicans. But FTX, their their firm crashed, and it's the lar- It's probably the largest crypto collapse ever, and it's going to have a huge, huge impact on Capitol Hill. Now, our our very good financial services reporter Brendan Peterson reported this this morning. Um, the interesting thing is, SBF was very involved in legislating on Capitol Hill. He had been he'd been seen as kind of somebody who's willing to negotiate with members of Congress, work with them on crypto regulation. It's probably going to be a while. Until uh, Congress is very is willing to um, to trust a quote unquote crypto savior again. I mean, uh, this has really damaged crypto's reputation on Capitol Hill. People think it's a casino already, um, but you know, uh, it's going to be a uh, a while again before somebody is welcomed into the Capitol as SBF was. Number three story of the day, who burned the most money in 2022? A couple interesting nuggets also from Brendan Peterson. I want to run down a couple of them. Marcus Flowers, who ran against Marjorie Taylor Greene, raised more than $15 million and lost by 31 points. Not a great investment. Val Demings raised more than $72 million and lost by 17 points. Um, and this is fascinating. Tina Forte raised $1.2 million. You probably never heard of her because she was the Republican challenger to AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York, lost by 43 points. Amazing to me how candidates who are going to lose so um, uh, resoundingly raise any money. And with that, leave us a rating and review. You can subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and please stay safe.